Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes. Welcome in Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We have an hour and we just, we don't have, we don't have, Jackson, I don't have the time to waste with you today. It's, it's fine by me. I'll sit here quietly. <laughs> uh, welcome into the program. Uh, you can get involved on the show. Mic drops using the 101 ESPN app, texting in, air comfort service, text line 65780. Jackson, what's the lead? I mean, I recognize it's the Cardinals. What, what element? element? Thank you. What yeah. element of the Cardinals? Thank you. Thank you. I think when you look big picture, it's Albert. I agree. With 693, but it's hard to overshadow the performance Jordan Montgomery put on last night. Uh, I would agree that it's Albert Pools, and I, that's why I ask. It's, it's not an easy one. No. Teams won eight games in a row. They're approaching 20 games over 500. Jordan Montgomery is on an absolute heater. I think had the Yankees not beaten the Mets last night in the Subway Series, uh, Yankees fans might be ready to, to, to charge the castle in the Bronx. Yeah, seriously. Either way, there are now gifts going around Yankees Twitter of Harrison Bader just slapping the asses of players when they come into the dugout and go, I guess this is why we traded Jordan Montgomery for a guy to come from St. Louis to pack guys' butts <laughs> because he doesn't play. Meanwhile, Montgomery's given up one run, complete game shutout. But I'm watching last night. I just don't, I don't know how to explain what is going on because Albert Pujols, not only does he, you know, he's co-NL player of the, the week with Paul Goldschmidt, uh, hit two last Sunday, hit one last Thursday, hit two on Saturday, and hits another last night, but also incorporated to that discussion, and I feel like all of St. Louis, certainly the vast majority of people listening to 101 ESPN are watching these games, and you know that he is two balls off the wall away from being at 695. That's unbelievable. And, you know, I mean, it was a, it was hit hard enough in Arizona to go out just low off Bumgarner that would have been three straight at-bats with a home run. And then last night, I'm watching, and I go, oh, my God, he just did it again. Now, what's going on around baseball and on Twitter to give people perspective on where the contrarians are? Because in, on social media, you have to be a contrarian. Of course. Uh, I suppose in, in media in general, that's that can be where the money is. And if I started screaming, that's where the money can be too. But just to give you an observation of what's going on, because this isn't necessarily where you're going to get from Cardinals fans, but from people who are just mad in general, and so they go espouse things on social media, is that the ball is juiced for Albert Pools. So I don't know if the balls were juiced last night in Chicago, but it was a one nothing game. Right. Or if Madison Bumgardner, who's, of course, 
delightful yeah. and would be like, sure, I would love to give up three home runs to Albert Pools in one game. Oh, I messed up. He only hit one off the wall. Toss me the juiced ball. What asinine premise are we coming up with here Yeah, I mean, to, to explain what is going on? Sometimes things are what they are, and the guy is on an absolute heater. I said last Friday, what if he's at 693 on September 1st? Welcome to October or August 23rd, and he's now eight days away from September 1st, and he's sitting on 693. And if he's on 693 on September 1st, I'll be surprised now, whereas... You know, four shows or four, three shows after we talked about that, he already is there at 693. I don't know what to make of it, Jackson, but at this point, you, you actually have to expect that he's going to get to 700. I think people actually expect it. Yeah, it's on, and the home run he hit, the ball he hit last night, the pitch that was thrown, it's unbelievable no. that he was able. I mean, they caught audio of him in the dugout saying, I got on top of a heater. It's like, yeah, you caught one up by your neck and was able to drive it out of the ballpark. Unbelievable stuff, and you're right. I mean, it's like it's like clockwork. Al- lefty's on the mound. You feel Albert's going to hit a home run that yeah. day. What, what's going on is something else uh, with, with regards to Albert Pools and Jordan Montgomery and the team as a whole. Do we have the Drew Smiley audio we played on TMA? I will get it up right now. All right. Uh, you know, Drew Smiley, certainly not going to be talked about after last night's game, unless you're really looking for something as a Cubs fan to hold on to, uh, pitched a hell of a baseball game. You know, he kept the Cardinals in check. Pools was the first guy to touch second base, and he did it when he was trotting around the bases. But uh, he was on the short end of the stick, and it's not like he made a bad pitch. And so after the game, he was asked about it, and uh, and it was, he was more in cap-tipping mode. Here's what the Cubs starter had to say after becoming the 449th pitcher to give up a home run to Albert Pujols as he hit his 693rd. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough way to lose the game, one nothing, definitely, but... It's exactly where I was trying to throw it, maybe a little more in to kind of maybe jam him a bit more. But I was thinking just change his eye level and, like, you know, don't let him hit it. <laughs> Honestly, was my thought. Uh, just throw it up and, and kind of if he swings great. I knew he's, I know he's very aggressive. If not, you know, it's a ball and we can come back to, to a different pitch next. Um, but, I mean, he's the machine for a reason. He's he's back, so it's – um. You know, tip your cap to him. Well, I think that home run made it so that he's tied with Barry Bonds and homeward off the most pitchers ever. I mean, does that soften the blow, make it worse? How many pitchers is that? 449. <laughs> wow. Um, I mean, like I said, it's, it's a tough way to lose because I executed the pitch I wanted. Maybe I guess I should have done a different pitch. But, you know. He's Albert Pujols, you know, he's, he's the GOAT. He's one of the greatest of all time. Um, he finally got me. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Smiley last night, Cubs starter, talking about uh, the pitch yeah. and the record that ties Barry Bonds. Now. You know, he was kind of like tripped up on the words, but essentially he's just saying, hey, you tip your cap. He's That's one of the what I'm saying. Greatest right-handed hitters of all time. What do you got to do? What is going on? It is something else. I love it. And it's different. I've had a few people, my father-in-law actually uh, last night, he texted me and said, this kind of reminds me of the McGuire uh, 1998. I realize that certainly has lost its magic over the years after the revelations of what was going on. But um, this, this, is, this is different in this sense. Well, I, to, 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 to narrow it down to one would be would be 
short-sighting it. That wouldn't be right. It'd be under understating it. You have a guy who was absolutely beloved here, who left, understandably so. Right. Now, I, I think there are some people who listen who really think it was a mistake for the Cardinals to let him leave. I disagree with that, but whatever. I'm not here to litigate that. Either way, there were some people when he left either mad at him, I think there were lesser mad at the Cardinals, but either way, there was some anger. Over time, that went away. He comes back with the Angels. He has those magical at-bats, hits a home run. Everything is is healed up. And then it's, well, he's going to come back for one final year, and wouldn't it be fun if he could be decent? And then he'll call it a career, and it'll be a nice little nostalgic tour. Hopefully he can do for the Cardinals what he did for the Dodgers last year in his role after the Angels DFA'd him. And he was fine, but it was looking a little rough there. Mm-hmm. You know, it oh, was yeah. looking a little rough. And considering what the Cardinals were getting from both designated hitter and pinch hitting, it was starting to get to a point where you go, God, is he going to finish out the year? Nobody really wanted to say it. And then now you have the ending of his career with this incredible crescendo. It's like you go to this concert that you'll always remember because it was so incredible, but now they're finishing with this grand finale. Running along the sides of that, though, baseball, which is usually either to its fault, personally, I think, to its beauty, not on a clock. There is a clock here. There is a clock. There are only so many games left. Assuming, as Albert Pujols continues to say, that this is his last year, no matter what. So really, for the first time, from my standpoint anyway, in in baseball history with regards to an individual uh, career award or accomplishment, you have a clock. Certainly in season, well, McGuire had to hit 62 by the end of the regular season in 98, as did Bonds, uh, as did Sosa. But but in this specific case, this is a career accomplishment to be one of only four players in the history of the game yeah. to get there, and he's on the clock. And under the pressure of the clock, which is very rare in the game of baseball, Albert Pujols is on a career tear. His slugging percentage that he's had here over the last 10 days is the best of his career, and he's 42. It's unbelievable. And it's also coming with a guy who was traded away from the team who had the best record in baseball in the month of July, not anymore, but in the month of July, and is on a mission to shove it up their backsides. 100%. And he's come over here, and he's he's allowed one run. And the fans in New York are going, what in the world did we just do? Well, who'd we get for him? Guy slapping asses in the dugout. (laughs) And then Brian Cashman gives a vote of confidence for Aaron Boone yesterday because all hell is breaking loose in New York. And people are going, we're not really all that mad at Aaron Boone. We're mad at you. <laughs> right. And then you have a team that's just on a ridiculous tear and has won eight in a row. I'm telling you, man, it is all, all the while, by the way, I left out the guy who's going to be MVP, who's on a, a mission right now for the, the Triple Crown. Yeah, there's so many storylines going your pick. in. Yeah, so many great storylines. That exactly what baseball needs is stuff like this. These awesome storylines to carry it throughout the rest of the season. Uh, it is, it, it is something that I am trying to compare in my career fandom as a Cardinal. But when you have that many storylines, all of which 
are wonderful. Right, and running parallel to each other. And running parallel to each other. It's unlike anything that I can recall, honestly. There have been more exciting. I mean, 2011 stands out to me. That was ridiculous. The 17-game win streak last year uh, was was historic. McGuire, again, it's only you can't, because you don't know while you're watching that in 1998. Um, It certainly has changed now, but in the moment, it was incredible. Um, You know, the the, the 2001, you had the Cardinals and Astros with a three-game series tied for first, but no matter what, whoever lost was going to get the wild card. 2002, Jack Buck passes away, Daryl Kyle passes away, and the team goes on a heater. Andy Venice comes out of retirement and pitches ridiculously well. The team beats the defending world champions. 2004, the team is perhaps one of the best in the history of the organization. 2005, Pools home run. 2006, world championship after looking really rough in in September. I mean, they're in, of course, 2011. But my goodness, all of these, you have the individual accomplishments. You have Molina, potentially Wainwright, Pools saying goodbye. You have Goldschmidt and Arenado in the top. 10 at the very least, possibly both top five, MVP, Goldschmidt, uh, MVP, pool 700 home runs. It is all coming together. This truly is a unique moment in what is already a ridiculously storied franchise. Um, I don't know what compares to it, honestly. 100%. Like, each one, like one individual of these storylines would be enough to, like, really grab the attention locally. To have all of them going on all at once. Meanwhile, the team is on an eight-game stretch and they've played incredible since the All-Star break. It's like the perfect storm. I mean, it, 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 I don't think you can get much better than this. Cardinals uh, remain five games up on the uh, Brewers, who won, to their credit, in Los Angeles last night. Yeah. Four to nothing. Uh, I don't know. I don't really even know, though. You know, usually at this time of year, uh, when the Cardinals are in first place or in second place, you're monitoring the other team. I'm, I'm just asking this. Again, it's rhetorical. It's for the text line. Is anybody even really monitoring the Brewers? And I'm not saying that because of any other reason other than I think you just feel like the Cardinals are just going to win, and right. it doesn't really matter what the Brewers do. And Eric Lauer yesterday quoted, a, and you sent me this link from CBS right. Sports, saying, and I'm paraphrasing, I had the article up during TMA, but paraphrasing what he said is that, yeah, it didn't really send a real great message to the clubhouse that they thought that we could win this year when they traded away Josh Hader. Right. Which is exactly what people observing thought, going, what are you doing? Right. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, this is results-oriented, but Hader has been, I mean, he's out of the closer spot in San Diego now. It's been that bad. Yeah. And he was starting to struggle in Milwaukee in July before they traded him. But that's the difference. And the impact the trade deadline can have, and that's why what took place with the Cardinals, in particular with Montgomery, was so significant. It lights a fire under a group of players when the organization gives you a vote of confidence with actions, not with words, but with actions. And recently that hadn't been going on around here. And so Jordan Montgomery and Quintana, don't get me wrong, Montgomery's in another class right now. Meanwhile, the team that traded him away is at a point where they're going, we might be firing people. Right, seriously. Yeah, yeah. This is like, yeah, you had everything you needed and then kind of tossed it away. Yeah, They're so far ahead that it would be tough for them not to get in. Right, it would be, right. That would be a, it would be an epic collapse, an epic collapse if that were to happen in New York. Although there are legitimately good teams up and down that division. But um, I think the bar was set that if they don't get to the ALCS, I would imagine you will see somebody fired. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is like if they, if they make a deep playoff run like the World Series, then some of that would be righted. But yeah, if they get out early, if they get out – before the CS, 
someone someone's gonna have to answer. Yeah. Some, there's gonna have to be an answer. Someone's gonna have to answer to what happened when they were the. Especially if Harrison Bader never plays. That's the and biggest that's, thing. That's, that's when, and, and Montgomery has already sent the message that, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was good enough to be a starter right. in New York, and you guys are a dumpster fire now. Well played. Still one of the best things that we've seen here recently in St. Yeah. Louis. All right. Uh, plenty of Cardinal discussion to come here on the program. Jackson has his questions for the day. You are welcome to participate by texting an Air Comfort Service text line 65780 or leaving a mic drop via the 101 ESPN app. Tim McKernan with you to the top of the hour. This is Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes. 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 I do like yes. that. I'm trying some new stuff, and I feel like it's really working. I really like this you know, I know like people want me to play the classics, and they show up for me to play the classics. But Sometimes you want to play the new jams. I want to play the new jams. No, nothing wrong with that, Tim. Thank you. Uh, welcome back to Bloom Party 101 ESPN. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan, St. Gabriel's Class of 1990, St. Louis University High School Class of 1994, University of Missouri TBD. Action Jackson. We'll do Horton Walk in the Class of 2016, University of Missouri Class of 2020. Mm, had, to, had to mention that you graduated. <laughs> well, Text you, in 65780. You know. Go ahead. I cut you off. You were about no, no. to talk about KD. No, that's coming up in the Sports Center update. Is it really? That's, the, that's fresh act, off like, the Adonis Haslam news. That, like, actually, like, from a national perspective is probably the biggest sports story right now. Well, to my surprise, this show hasn't been picked up nationally, so it's a local audience, and therefore your Sports Center updates are insulting to the great people who listen to Balloon Party on 101 ESPN here in my hometown of St. Louis. This ain't Ledoux, Jack. <laughs> it's close. Cardinals have been on such a good run over the last month or so, and most of the narrative around the club has been so positive. As you and I have discussed, people hate positivity. That is true. I, I, I'm going to dissent. I'm going to read the whole question, but I'm going to explain what I'm talking about. Hayes positivity. As you and I have discussed, people hate positivity. I just, For the record, I'm going to dissent, and I think Jackson will agree once I explain my dissent, but I'll right. finish the question. So, what are some aspects of the Cardinals that still need improvement or could hinder them come October? Would you would those aspects be less of a concern if Jack Flaherty is able to return and pitch effectively? Jackson's questions for the day here on 101 ESPN. Now, when we're doing the podcast or when we're doing TMA and we are expressing that we are happy here at Hubbard Radio, uh, happy with coworkers, there's no behind the scenes drama. Right. That's what I mean by people hate positivity. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. People prefer drama, especially if it can play out on social media where two people have a slap and tickle fight on social media, which, for the record, if you ever really want to tend to a situation, that's not the place to do it. I don't think I'm telling anybody anything that they don't know, but right. I see that. And I'm just like, oh, you're putting on a show, yeah. except you're doing it under the guise of really trying to tend to an issue. Of course, because that's not the place where one would right. actually tend to an issue. I mean, if I really want to tend to an issue, I'm going to get on the phone with somebody, and I don't that's get fine. on the phone with you know, anybody. But if I really want to tend to an issue, that's what you know you do. Yeah. Or, you, or you try to sit down with somebody and be able to look them in the eye. Preferably. 
But with that said, I digress. Uh, when it comes to the Cardinals and positivity, I would tell you that I think people are on a high around here. I th- here's here's where I, I suppose you can have people breaking off. And I, maybe we had a little bit of this going on a month and a half ago or so when the Cardinals' record was good. But I would keep harping on, hey, you know, they're having to edge out games against crap teams. Because, listen, it's important, you know, if you want to if you want to point something out, I guess your question is asking this. They are beating with the exception of the Yankees, but we just talked about in the first segment of what the Yankees have been doing over the last month and change, really more than a month and change. It goes back to the beginning of July when their spiral began. It's just been exacerbated by the the trade deadline. Um, Is that, yeah, if I have a concern for October, it's that the Cardinals haven't been doing this against great teams. But you know what? They are winning, and oftentimes comfortably. Last night, you tip your cap to Drew Smiley for pitching as well as he did. He was beaten by Jordan Montgomery and the Cardinals. But they haven't been playing great teams, and when they did, they swept the Yankees. Yeah, they'll get it. This will be. This could be a little playoff preview this weekend against the Braves. Yeah, definitely. That would be if they perform well against the Braves. It would give, I think, the same kind of similar energy to when they beat up on the Yankees because that's a real team. Yeah, and the Braves have been surging and we're making fans in in Queens go, "Uh oh, could we actually wind up losing this thing?" The right. Braves, for the record, are three games back of the Mets, and they have been on an absolute heater. So, with that all said, I take a look at the situation, and I go, okay, well, if you're lo- if you're asking me to find things, it's not necessarily an indication of the Cardinals being flawed, per se, but you can go, okay, you know, the, the fact that the Cardinal offense hasn't performed well against good teams pitching mm-hmm. has not been solved. That isn't miraculously going to fix itself when they face take your pick of whomever. And if it if it is the Padres, Padres have some yeah. legit arms. No doubt. Inevitably, if they do get to the NLDS, they're going up against either the Mets or Dodgers. Legit arms, of Big course. Time. I mean, my goodness, with what the Mets have with the ground back. And you saw Scherzer on the mound last night. Uh, Aaron Judge snapping his nine-game home run list streak. But, uh, you know, but but at the same time, who is going to hit those guys well? Yeah. The Cardinals just didn't hit well against the talented teams. And so that hasn't been fixed, but they're winning, and they're winning in dominating fashion, and they're winning in a variety of different ways. They're not just out-slugging teams. They're winning one nothing. Yeah. But when they did need to out-slug a team, albeit the Diamondbacks, then it got a little tight on Saturday night. They okay, here's 16, and we'll make it 16-7 to as opposed to 8-7. to Another concern, and I think that this is, and I think we've discussed this on on TMA. Uh, I asked Doug Vaughn yesterday, "Who do you feel the most confident in uh, offensively in the outfield?" And his answer was Lars Newpark. That's correct. That's problematic. If you Definitely. would have said that in the in late August, you'd be talking about the Cardinals and a chance to win a World Series. And I think that's where the discussion is now. Definitely. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily an expectation, but the expectation certainly is the National League Central. And I now look at this team as a team that is good enough to compete for a world championship, which is absolutely not what I was thinking a month ago, not even on my radar. Mm -hmm. It would have taken some kind of weird crap to happen for it to happen a month ago, and now I feel like they can. Um, It's that, you know, I think people had high expectations for that outfield and the offense, but I was looking at it at the beginning of the year, I'm going, it's kind of a one-year outlier and unfortunately, Carlson and O'Neill haven't necessarily gotten to what I think people were projecting for them at the start of the season. DeYoung went on a heater. He's regressed again. Big time, yeah. 
So now you have, surprisingly, Albert Pujols putting up the kind of numbers he's putting up offensively, and they're winning, but you still aren't getting offensive output, especially over the last week and change from DeYoung and O'Neill and Carlson are not where you need them to be. You can't have you know gaping holes in, in the lineup. And right now there would be a few spots in the lineup in which games most likely in October are not going to be 10 to 9 games. Yeah. The good news is now is that the Cardinals can fire, take your pick, Michaelis, Wainwright, Montgomery, Quintana. Yep. yep. That's a, and that's a good that's a good four man rotation right there. And who knows what happens when Flaherty if he comes back if he's in the bullpen or some sort of hybrid role. But yeah, I was going to say if you could find one thing to kind of harp on, it's the inconsistent offense from guys not named Goldschmidt Arenado and Pools, I guess now. Um, but yeah, like if O'Neill and DeYoung are swinging the bat hot, the Cardinals are as good as any team in the National League. It's just what happens when those guys go on like that 0 for 14 run and you're not getting a lot of offense from your non-corner infielders. That would be my thing that I see as a glaring, not glaring, but a weakness that needs to be tended to. It's, it's. I'll tell you what else. I mean, you have so many things that are enjoyable if you're a baseball fan right now. So many things, as we discussed with the Pujols 700 chase, That that's Roman numeral number one. Mm-hmm. What Goldschmidt is doing, and like I said, it's kind of flying under the radar, but he's in the mix for the Triple Crown. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Montgomery's heater, Wainwright and Molina's final uh, potential final year with Wainwright, uh, Molina's final year, Poole's final year, all these storylines, Quintana coming over, and for the most part, he's been outstanding as well. Uh, all of these things, but you know what it's all about, I think for most most people who are baseball fans, is winning. Yeah. And from my standpoint, and maybe people will differ on this, I throw out 2020, as I think a lot of people would. Um, For the most part, this is the first time I feel like this is a team that can really win the World Series since 2013, maybe 14. uh, But but certainly 2013, I felt like that was a World Series team. And 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 you might go, well, yeah, dude, they got to two wins away from the World Series. That's really bold. I'm talking about in August, yeah, right. looking at it and going, man, I really think they can win the World Series, yeah. which is weird because they won 100 in 2015. I just didn't feel like that team had the offense to do it. And I certainly didn't think the team in 2019 had it. This team has the guys who can perform as, as far as ceilings go offensively. Yeah, definitely. And now they have the rotation depth that allows to protect the floor from a runs allowed standpoint. But offensively, they're there, and a few of them are performing at a ridiculously high level that they'll be MVP candidates, and then you have a few that can and have in their careers, but at the moment are not. So you know it's there. You know, and, and, and for example, when Yadier Molina comes up in October, I'm not going to go, well, maybe, you know. I mean, yeah, sure, well, maybe, but I'm not expecting no. it. But with the young, with O'Neal, with Carlson, I don't go, oh, sure, out. Like when Pete Cosmo was manning shortstop in 2013, you're just like, crap, we're just going right. to have to get through this right. and then turn the lineup over. That's what I'm saying. I don't view those guys in that way. So I think there's still potential that you could see them surge. And the fact that the team is winning without them surging is great because it still can be there. 
Um, I can't imagine that Albert Pools keeps this up for the rest of the year, but my goodness, I couldn't have imagined this if you would have told me this was going to happen in June. I would have bet everything I had it wasn't going to happen. Right, and kind of like what you were alluding to in the first segment, like to have him come in, what you thought was kind of more of a mentor role, kind of a ceremonial thing, has turned into he's one of your best hitters on the team. Yeah, I never I never thought it was a ceremonial thing. I really did like what he did with Los Angeles last year, the Dodgers of Los Angeles, not the Angels of Los Angeles. So I liked that. Mm-hmm. But, and I recognize they would tap into it for marketing and nostalgia purposes. By the way, that's good business. I'm mm-hmm. all for that. But but with regards to what has gone on here over the last three weeks, this is, it's something else. I mean, it really is, it's if you go to a concert and the way you view the concert oftentimes is how the thing ends, because that's what the memory is. That's where the dopamine rush comes from. And this show that was incredible for the first 20 plus years, well, the first 10 years in St. Louis and overall Hall of Fame career is now somehow, I mean, that's the other thing about it. Usually guys have to fade into the oblivion. And it's like, oh, you know, I think people, some people are saying it. Oh, this is kind of Willie Mays with the right. with the Mets at the end. And it's such a shame. And, you know, and when you see Hall of Famers bounce around from team to team and you're like, oh, they're still in the game. It's great to see. But this is a crescendo at the end of the career and a race against time. Yeah, yeah, seriously. And even if, and I, I think he will get there, but even if he doesn't get to 700, this is such a perfect way for him to go out on a good team where he's shown great greatness in the last month or so, two months of his career. I think that's the perfect way to go out much better than I think if he were to come back next year and kind of play out the string. I think this is like the like you said, the perfect grand finale, the perfect bow on top. Your thoughts are welcome, 65780, or leave a mic drop via the 101 ESPN app. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I know it seems like I'm doing this. Is like a sketch or a bit, mm-hmm. you know, sketches and bits. Sketches and bits. But right when you wrap up with your daily NBA update, yes, I look at my phone to see what time it is, to see how I need to balance out the final two segments. Sure. And I'm like, oh, probably ten thirty-three, ten thirty-four, and then it's like, oh, it's ten forty-one. This <laughs> Clarkson Jewelers time check. Uh, and I go, how'd I do it? This is it's the fastest hour in radio. It really is. It's tough. It's t- I don't know. What do you think would be tougher, to go from the 101 ESPN 12-minute segment format to the TMA, we'll do 90 minutes with just live reads interspersed, right? or to go from the TMA to, to the 101 thing? Uh, the latter, because when you're so used to the longer form and you have to condense it, no. I'd say I think it's easier to talk longer than it is to like really condense. And it depends on the day. It all depend- it depends on the topics. But I would say the latter is probably more difficult. All right. What well, was a supportive comment on your part? I'm a supportive guy. Oh, my God. Uh, your thoughts are welcome. 65780, Air Comfort Service text line. Air Comfort Service text line is how you can be involved in Balloon Party. And uh, because of, yet again, just dreadful clock management by uh, your pilot today, uh, we are sitting here with uh, 18 minutes left on the program. Thank God for the NBA update. The season's just around the corner. That's from the 314. Yeah, the superstar is staying with his team, you know, slightly big. Uh, I, need, I need at least two hours of you guys. I'll always miss like half the show while at work. That's from the 314. We always appreciate those texts. However, 
to, to restate the record. Uh, it's not, number one, anybody in management here is not like they're asking us. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, I think, is probably the, the lead. That's the number two, as the host, I can tell you I'm not looking to add on either. And the shows around us do quite well, so there is there, there's no need for it. But if you miss the program and you want to listen to the program, uh, you can go back and podcast the Dobbs Tire and Auto Center's podcast. Uh, but if you really want to hear uh, hear us just free flowing, there's three hours. You just got to make sure you have HD two, or you download the TMA STL app. It's the so bees knees, or you yeah. can watch us on YouTube. Yeah, and just see how cute Jackson is. I mean, you're talking about a real cute NBA fan from Ladue. Yeah, but top five cutest NBA fans in St. Louis. I'd I would say agree. I'm four. Yeah, I I release my rankings every week, and you're currently number four. Right, That's right. And honored to be there. Uh, let's see what we got. If Monty is cuter with or without the beard, wow, we have a theme going on here. Uh, everyone is arguing what the best Cardinal storyline is right now, whether it be Goldie chasing the Triple Crown or Albert chasing 700. Mine is trying to decide if Monty is cuter with or without the beard. That's from the 618, Jackson. I'll say with. Okay, there it is. Is that because I am a bearded gentleman? Uh, I just think in gen- I think I'm just jealous that people can grow beards, to be, to be frank with you. I'm jealous you can grow hair, albeit it's, it's trending downward. Yeah, it's, you're not going to be jealous for long. <laughs> uh, it's uh, fun when you're winning. I'll take my chances with Wayno, Michaelis, and Montgomery in a series. Offense is killing it, and the one thing that isn't talked about in baseball much anymore, we have really good defense. I think the best in the National League. 11 years has been long enough. Let's get it done. That's from the 314. I got to take a look and see what the odds are on uh, the World Series right now. The Cardinals were plus 26 or plus 2,800. That's a good number. That, that's last time I looked. I would imagine that has moved up since then. We want to take a, yeah. take a guess? Ah, uh, boy. Plus 1,800. It's a pretty good guess, plus 1,600. All right. And remember about two weeks ago? And listen, we're wrong about. Although I'm pretty good on predictionary, when I when I yeah. when I put a line in the sand, what is my record? I think. By the way, when I ask you this and you reach for something, I think you're just making something up. It's in my oh, notes really app. Your phone. It's in my notes app. I just gotta go over to, to it. finish my thought, which isn't a strength of mine. Uh, <laughs> I said, God, I to, to bet the Cardinals to win the National League Central. It just strikes me as yeah, as the play. It's kind of free money ish. And listen, it's not over, but. In part, it was about the Cardinals, but it was also, I think I was more in part because I saw what the Brewers had to deal with schedule-wise, and to their credit, they've won some games against the Dodgers, but uh, that the Brewers had the rough schedule, the Cardinals had the easy schedule, and the Brewers were just a mess after the hater trade, and the Cardinals had been had a fire lit under their asses. They were fired up after that Montgomery trade, and Quintana. Uh, what is my predictionary record? I think I'm like around 67% against Well, the there's t- uh, one still... Looming, but what uh, is looming? Uh, if Tarasenko if now needs to stay, not opt out, I should say, no. and Tarasenko would leave, and that would get you one. But up until then, you're ten and four. Ten and four. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Really solid, and uh, one of them. Oh, I'm sorry, ten and five. Um, with Tiger making the cut at the Open was the one that did not hit. But you you were right on Brady Cook being the starting quarterback for the Tigers. Yeah, I feel like that was kind of a. That, that I, I almost shouldn't count that one. That one was so easy. But you took the field, so I, I guess did that take was the, the reason field. why we got the. Yeah. I'll include this. God, I don't want to do this though. I don't like to do it, but I got to do it. It's because it's what I think. And when when game theory dictates, when you are a favorite, you have to play. Yeah. And I'm a favorite here in my mind. I'll take the over of five and a half on Missouri. 
okay. wins in the 2022 season. I'm with you on it. Throw that on the predictionary. I'm with you on it. I think they're going to win one that's really going to surprise people. Right. I don't know which one it is. Either it's going to be Auburn. I'm just I'm just on the Luther Burden thing. I think that that's maybe I'll be off the mark on this thing, but I just think that that's that's a level of talent that because we haven't seen him, because there's focus on the quarterback situation, that that it's being underestimated. And listen, now the Cardinals are a plus sixteen hundred to win the World Series. Uh, if you want to see the Cardinals and Yankees play, uh, and you think the Yankees will beat the Cardinals in the World Series, you can bet that if you'd like, Jackson. That's plus fifty five hundred to occur. Uh, if you want to see the Cardinals uh, take on, let's say, the Yankees and win, that's plus 9,000 if you'd like to throw 100 on that. Plus 9,000. Hmm. I think the bigger issue there is actually the Yankees. Yeah, that you're actually you're, dead you're, serious. Yeah, 100%. You just for the hell of it got to throw $100 on what the World Series matchup is. Just for that. I mean, I'm not going to hold this to account. It's not part of Predictionary. Sure. What do we got? I'll say out of the National League, I'll just say the Dodgers. And wow, why do you hate the Cardinals? Unbelievable. 65780. Is that because they have two NBA franchises there? Yeah, I'd like, we can, think we can get the Clippers. Um, and then I'll save the Yankees. I mean, if I'm putting $100 down, I'm going to say the Yankees out of the American League. You're not going Astros? No, I'm not. I, I think the star power in New York will overshadow. And it's not like the Astros don't have star power, don't get me wrong, but. If I had to put money down, that's what I put my money on. It's a weird spot in the American League. It, it, it's because it, there's two really good teams, and one of them's a mess, and then there's just a there's just a glut of teams. I mean, the Baltimore Orioles. You want to talk about something that if you're not really paying attention for fun facts for no one tell, right? The Baltimore Orioles are three games away from having the third best record in the American League. The Baltimore Orioles. Right, who I think... They're only five games over 500. And I think are either dead last or second to last in payroll this year. It's unreal. Yeah, it's crazy. So Cardinals and Orioles. Uh, the, the the St. Louis, uh, what they call that? The streetcar series? Is that what it was called in, when, they, when the Browns and the Cardinals played? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say... That's like one of the better ballpark matchups, Camden Yards, Bush Stadium. Uh, if you like the idea of the Cardinals beating the Mariners, uh, you can put 100 on that and win $25,000. Cardinals and Blue Jays. That would, that would be... Cardinals beating the Blue Jays plus 15000 Yeah, I don't see that one happening. What is the favorite matchup? What is the most likely matchup? It's a rematch, Dodgers and Astros. Dodgers, Astros, yeah. That makes it's sense. plus 1,000 if the Dodgers were to beat the Astros. It's plus uh, 1,500 if the Astros were to beat the Dodgers. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just hope if the Cardinals do make the World Series, it's not against a West Coast team. Do uh, not like the late starts on those. Uh, as far as what, 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 that doesn't matter in the World Series. I don't like that. I don't like the West Coast starting around 8, 830. I don't, what are you talking about right now? I feel like I might have to jump across there and just start like fighting you, and I don't want to do that. I mean, you got an age and height advantage. You think the World Series will start later because the games are on the West Coast? You're just realizing you're not. Error. Would it, they not? Six five seven eight zero. Hey, I'm, I'm wrong. at it. I'm wrong. This isn't like I dumped the, out of the it. first it round matter. of the. Did you dump out of it? This no. isn't the NHL first round. Hey. You know, the Cardinals haven't been in the World Series in a little bit, so I haven't I haven't got the chance to. When is the last stuff. time that the Cardinals played a team from the West Coast in the World Series? Uh, we had the Rangers. I don't consider them. No, that, you so know, unless you have a nice plane, you're not going to see the Pacific Ocean. Rangers, Tigers, Twins, Royals, 
Brewers are the last. There were some Red Sox affairs that ended, unfortunately. Red Sox, Yankees. Have they ever? Right. Okay. Glad we sell that. I'm going to just go into that. I was about to continue to read odds, even though I realized we're probably already, like, we might be in the fast lanes time at this point. 10.50. Uh, Cardinals to win the Central now. Minus 600. We gave you value. We gave you value. I hope you jumped on it. Yeah, seriously. Minus 600. Now, when we lose, which is way more often than we win, we say, what do we? We don't know what we're talking about. But when we win, because that's the Sports Talk Radio playbook, look at us. Right. We told you. If we win, it's, you know, we are the geniuses. If we lose, I didn't know when the World Series started. So right. you can't take anything we say you seriously. You thought this was like a first-round series against Winnipeg. You'll notice I'm going to close the tab of the text line. <laughs> do not need to see that. My father's in my te- my phone texting me, upset. Does the NBA Finals start late for the Lakers, you nerd? That's from the 815. NBA boy is making me lose brain cells over here. That's from the 314. Doesn't All World Series games are scheduled for prime time. That's from the 314. Thank you for shaming him right now. You can't tell who the college graduate is between the two of you. That's from the 618. I see dumb people. That's from the 314. Six cents is pretty good. Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. I'm sure I got a break. I just know I got a break. <laughs> uh, this is uh, Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. All right, Jackson, I'm just going to read through text because I have, what, two minutes? Is that what I have? You tell me. Two minutes. Tim, what were the odds when you told us to bet the Cardinals to win the National League Central? I recall saying 135. Yeah, I they remember. They lost a game, and I think the Brewers won, and it dropped to 135. I said, it sucks that the Cardinals lost, but if you're looking to bet the Cardinals to win the NL Central, you just got some additional uh, price help because it dropped to 135. Yep, I remember that vividly. But, you know, listen, when it comes to wagering, if I knew what I was doing... Right, exactly. Uh, let's see. I hate it when Sunday football starts at 10 a.m. because of those dang West Coast teams. That's from the 618, Jackson. It'd be 8 a.m. on the West Coast. <laughs> Boy, you're sticking with this. If the Cardinals play the Blue Jays, you'll miss Arenado and Goldschmidt in Toronto. Yeah. You have to. Did you just moan? No, I said, yeah. Oh. That would be a problem. Uh, you have to have a vaccine two weeks before Canada. That's from the 314. Uh, OMG, Piddles is so association-centric. I now believe he is faking knowledge of all of the other stuff. World Series games start at the same time every year. That's from the 314. Got it. Understood. I messed up. You know, we work in an industry where uh, a screw-up is broadcasted, and that's... That's the cost of doing business, Tim. Yeah, I mean, you're shaking it off well. I, I was so confused by it, I didn't even consider the, the range of potential behavior there that you were saying that if they played a West Coast team that the games would start later. Like I said, we have no experience with the Cardinals playing a West Coast. So you still think it's pot? You're actually doubling down right now well, and I, saying if they are to play the Mariners or if the Angels win every single game the rest of the way or the A's which I think was mathematically eliminated back in yeah, June, <laughs> that we would deal with the Cardinals and the World Series starting at, at 8.30 at night. You never know. Right, because we've never seen it. Right. And quick aside, I think the West Coast is the optimal sports viewing time zone. 
You enjoy the West Coast. Oh, if you are in the if West Coast. If you're on the West Coast, I think 10 a.m. NFL football. I would agree with that. And then like late games of actual late games, apologies, uh, end at like 9 o'clock as opposed to 11 o'clock here or midnight on the East Coast. Well, I, want, I, want to, I actually want to continue this discussion, but it's 10.59, <laughs> but I was about to say when I'm in Las Vegas, the issue is back in the day. And it would be a late night or early morning, and I'd be like, "Okay, I got to get down to the sports book. It's <laughs> yeah. noon. Oh God, we missed the first window because we exactly. started at ten there. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Yeah. All right, uh, BK and Ferrari are coming up next for Action Jackson and his perspective on starting times of the World Series on the West Coast. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.